tune in to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is September the 7th, 2014. I would say, boy, have I got a show for you. Okay, I'll say it. Boy, have I got a show for you. This evening is one of those times that I strongly suggest you get some pen, get a paper, go get that little glass of wine. I didn't say get the whole box, just a glass. Go make you a sandwich. Pull up a chair. We're going to spend the next hour pimp-proofing your life. If you're like most people, you have found yourself over and over again in a set of circumstances that, let's just say, for lack of a better choice of words, that you're doing okay. You've actually achieved many of the goals that you set for yourself, but there's a problem. And that problem is, why in the hell am I having a good moment one minute and a bad minute the next minute and stuck in the middle with you? How is it that such things find themselves recycling in our lives? Why is it that when I am having my highest high, all of a sudden here comes some more mess? Well, I'm going to tell you something. It's part of God's divine plan. You know, we listen to these stories, and I'm going to use the one of, of Moses being delivered. You know, I was reading that one day, and for my friends that are agnostic or that are Islam, well, you'll find that, I think, in the Quran too, but everyone is familiar with the story about Moses, right? And dude finds himself in a situation where, let's just put it another way, he's feeling some kind of way. <laughs> you know, it's like he's tried time and time again to get some hard-headed folk from some hard-headed folk. Yeah, I said it. All of us have either been the hard-headed folk or we're trying to help some hard-headed folk. Bottom line is some hard heads are involved in this conversation. Doesn't matter where you fit in. However, tonight I am especially talking to those of you that are in a leadership position. I wrote a blog this week, um, and I'm going to even read the thing to you if you guys don't mind, talking about what it takes to endeavor leadership. Leadership is something that, yeah, you think you want it. Yeah, you, you, you certainly feel good when you do it. I'm going to tell you something. Leadership has more uh, pointed, prickly little points to it than one could ever imagine. As a matter of fact, here's how you know that you're being successful in leadership. You are pissed. People are getting on your nerves. 
half the folks that said they were going to help you are either helping you, backstabbing you, or talking about you. And for just for no apparent reason, something you did, something you didn't even mean to do, something you weren't trying to do, ends up coming back to literally take a nice chunk, a tender bite out of your tender barucci. If that's you, you might want to listen to this show because I'm going to take it there tonight. I have had situations over the last few weeks uh, in creating this content. You know, uh, and I want to thank you guys. I got some uh, just, you know, uh, several, several letters, you know, almost 100 letters from you guys thanking me for doing this show um, on who to cut and who to keep. So thank you. If you haven't heard that broadcast, all of our programs are archived. Make sure you get it because this series is for those of you that are taking that next step toward entrepreneurship taking that next step toward uh, being successful, maybe head of a house, probably going to graduate school and you're about to graduate now or you're just getting started, and the support that you thought you were going to get is anywhere but present. Some of you have opened a business, and as you went through investing almost your last dime in your venture, and all these friends that encouraged you to do it, that told you they'd be there or aren't there. So now you're feeling some kind of way. Or here's the real big one. Everything is going great in your life, kind of like what I'm going to be using Moses as his example tonight. And, I mean, it's just going. You have, in the last few weeks or months, you had your bears to fight, but you whooped those bears. But the minute you whoop a bear, here comes a lion. The minute you whoop a lion, here comes an alligator, right? You feel in some kind of way. Well, first, I'm going to read this blog I wrote. Uh, it's a message from God to you from that series. And it's, it says, leadership makes you a target. I want you to hear this. Leadership makes you a target. When you take the lead, expect to become a target. And as much, just because they're shooting at you doesn't mean they shot you. To whom much is given, much is required. And dear one, much has been given to you. You more than likely feel there's a great chance you feel worn out. You may be shell-shocked, even depleted. But let me tell you something. None of that, if you are going to get what God has for you, will let you off the hook from the turbulence that you're going to experience in this battle. And be that as it may, rest assured that victory is yours. I'm going to repeat that. Victory is yours as long as you do not quit. I'm going to throw some little caveats in because I am reading my blog to you, but as I read it, you guys already know I'm reading this to myself while I'm reading it to you. Uh, amen, lights. But the truth, be it, be it, is that God will seldom call people who are fully equipped. However, he always equips those whom he calls, and I'm talking about you. Yes, you. I'm talking about you right now. I want you to be encouraged. These circumstances, for lack of a better description, you're confronting right now are being used to bring you to a point of maturity, no matter how things look, I want you to know 
that because you're listening to this program, the fact that you are listening to my voice right now is confirmation that you are so much closer to your reward than you think. It is your time, time that you take your rightful place. And if you're like me, because I'm going to, you guys know I am very transparent with you, uh, just so, so very transparent with you. I beat myself up as much as any of you. There are times where I do stuff and I turn around and go, what in the hell was I thinking? Why did I do that? Now, maybe you haven't done that before, but I have. I'm here to tell you, forgive yourself. Stop beating yourself up. To whom much is given, much is required. And many of these things that you are just using as the source material for your self-condemnation are the exact same things that God is using to develop not only your character, but your consciousness as well as your fortitude. In other words, I'm saying to you, you are much stronger than you think. Check this out. There is a big difference between being the leader as opposed to being a leader. I'm going to repeat that. There is a monumental, gigantic, monolithic difference from being the leader as opposed to being a leader. For some of you, you've chosen to be a leader, and this still applies to you. You just got a promotion at work that you worked hard to get. Now half the folks that used to chat with you and laugh with you are looking at you funny. Now you decided to go back to school. You decided to get your GED. You decided to get that certification. You decided to get that license. All of a sudden, the very people who encouraged you and told you you should go back to school are now criticizing you, and I'm talking about that spouse of yours. I'm talking about that significant other. The very person that said, you know what, I love you, just move in with me is now looking at you wondering, you know, and you're looking at them wondering, why in the hell did I move in with you? Why did I take this job? Why did I go back to school? You know, the first week of school is always fun. You get the syllabus. You got you some new drawers, some new shoes. You you got you some decent washing powder so you wouldn't fade your clothes. Okay, that was probably a joke, but... Whatever it is that you have done, preparing yourself to go to this next season of your life does not remove from you the reality of the circumstances that you're now in. Here's the issue. Isn't it funny how when you have been delivered and God has moved things out of your way, that's when it seems least like that is the case? Isn't it amazing that the things that you found yourself engaging in, the things that you figured, if I do this right now, that's it, I'm set. I, I pray, God, bring me to this place. Now I'm, I'm there. 
I'm in the midst of what I wanted. I got my business. I've been praying to open this business since uh, Fred Flintstone started stopping the car with his feet. You know, just whatever. You have really busted your behind to get where you are. Dear one, let me tell you something. You are being delivered. See, here's the problem. I'm going to go back to my boy Moses, and I'll, I'll continue reading that blog in a minute. We celebrate. Moses, because we think, oh, look at him going up there, talking all that noise of Pharaoh. And every time he leaves holding his head down, feeling stupid, and going, God, I know, I know that you told me to go talk to Pharaoh. Why in the hell did this man tell me he ain't, I ain't letting nobody go? Why do I feel like a doggone fool? Going back and forth, I took this long walk to have everyone in this court laugh at me. I came there. They're all well-dressed. I got on this, you know, this caveman outfit. I went and represented a group of people that half of these folks don't support me right now, and they think I'm crazy. Why are you having me do this? And you're probably feeling like that. If you be honest, right about now, there have been people that told you, get your website up. Your website ain't doing what you thought. So you think. You know, you can't see the fruit. There are people that told you, go ahead. I'll watch your kids while you go to class. They ain't more, you can't even find them. You call, they don't even answer the phone. And they want you to give them some money that you don't have. I won't even throw in the stuff you've done that has you feeling really strange. You know, I I look at myself. In the last six months, I have been so fortunate to have so many wonderful things happen. I've hosted some serious events, made some public appearances, done some serious media. But see, here's what y'all don't know. And I'm going to let you take a peek behind the scenes and behind the little Facebook pictures and all of this stuff where you go, but Dr. D, you got it going on. Yeah, child, but let me tell you something. What you do not know is how many times I have had a day from hell and had to go and read my own message from God or I'm going to go deeper than that. I wrote the message from God because I was having a day from hell, and I was like, Lord, speak to me, because it seems to me that you have laryngitis. It seems to me, God, that either you don't have the hearing aid turned up or you ain't paying me no attention. I ticked you off. You're doing everything but listening to me, but I'm here to tell you something inside me reminds me that I am favored, I am blessed, and I am in the middle of a miracle. And I want you to know, so are you. The proof of that is you're listening to this program right now. It's not an accident that you tuned into this show. It's not happenstance that all of a sudden you decided, let me check my email, and you never check your email on Sunday at this time, or you just happen to be uh, on one of the pages on Facebook, and you look up, and here you, here it goes. You find something that's all right. I just something told me I need to tune in. This is uh, this is not an accident. Well, it's not an accident. 
But the problem with deliverance and the problem with success is you don't know you're being delivered because you feel anything but successful when you are in the midst of deliverance. I guarantee you, if you were kicking it with Moses (laughs) and you figured, you know what, I'm free, eyes free, you know, no more 12 years a slave, or in this case, 400. None of this is going on anymore. I'm free from this marriage. I'm free from dating this fool. I'm free from this job. Let me smell the roses. And when you smell the roses, you also bump into them and get pricked by the thorns. You smell the roses, but the stench of the manure that is fertilizing them outweighs the bouquet and the wonderful fragrance of the roses. If that's you, just don't say nothing. Look straight ahead and keep listening because this is coming your way. The truth is we, if we're going to find permanent joy, and that's what this show is about, helping you to be focused, I want you to understand that everybody that God is using, and he is using you, to other people and even to themselves, it felt like anything but God was with them. And, and, I'm, and we read these little stories all about Job. And, and you know, you want to try anybody, try Shaniqua, try, try, try Oliver, try Randy, try Betty. Okay, well, try Job. Do you think Job was feeling it when everybody was looking at him? And, and here's the thing, folks. Hear this. I really want you to get this one on board. Can Ask this question. Can God be for you and you still be in the middle of a mess? Come on, think about it for a minute. Can God truly be for you? while you are in the middle of a mess. Moreover, is there deliverance and is there reward while you're in the middle of what appears to be a mess that you created? If you're looking for somebody to blame, blame God, because whatever it is you're doing, he allowed it. There are especially those of you that are called and in the midst of manifestation right now, and yes, I'm talking to you, you are not here by accident. You're not listening right now by accident. This is no coincidence. You haven't, because UHO syrup sandwich, tuned into this program to hear what's being told to you. What's being told to you is fact, not fiction. It's timely. It's relevant. And it's sensitive. Now, you ask me, well, Doc, how can God be in this? And I'm going through all of this junk. I'm going to give you some examples. Think about even Jesus himself. How is God with him and he's being spat on and people are throwing rocks and hitting him in the head? And moreover, that's the beginning. That's not even the middle how could he be with him? How could he be with him and say, Moses, get these folks together, herd them out, and you got to understand something. I know that he had to be dealing with some folks of color because he was feeding them chicken and biscuits, right, up on that mountain. But here's the truth. 
Do you think these people were thanking Moses and celebrating Moses when those horses were coming after them and he's being led straight to the sea? And all you can see is the dust cloud of people that are coming to kill you. Do you think these people were like, Moses, man, it's good, I'm good. I got this. No, hell no, they weren't saying that. They were looking at him like, look where you done led me, man. Dang, when I, now I'm finna die. And that wasn't even when it stopped. So now you got this cat going in between these big walls of water. Do you think he felt like he was in a state of deliverance? No. When the pressure is on, you do not feel like you are in a state of deliverance. Okay, you just don't. You don't stop and think when someone throws you in the pit and it's your brothers that just hating on you because you told them you dreamed something. Does that sound like you're in a state of deliverance? Does it sound like you're in a state of deliverance when you're a woman that you just, you can't even go get some water until everybody else ain't around because of your lifestyle? And people are ready to stone. I don't know. What, what is this with rocks? It's like rocks have always had something to do with Malthusians in humanity. Some of you are smoking rocks right now. Other people are trying to throw rocks. But you get my point. It's something about disorder that brings about order in your life. I'm going to repeat that again. There is something about disorder that brings about order in your life. For you to have success become a permanent fixture in your life, you cannot afford to drown in a situation that God has positioned you to walk in. You can't sit over there on the corner crying with a snot rag, talking about how unfair people are to you, that they just don't like you, you know, it's so funny. I was listening to uh, Jake's one day talk about uh, Andrew Young, cousin Andrew, and he was saying how much during the Civil Rights Movement Martin endured, meaning Martin Luther King. Do you know they kicked him out of his own denomination? I didn't say out the church. <laughs> They kicked him out of his denomination. Yes, I am talking about Martin Luther King. And the same people that kicked him out had the nerve to try to take his place. Can you believe that? That yes, the Dr. King, I have a dream. All of these fools showed up on in Washington with him. So should you really be all that surprised? <laughs> From Moses to King to you, these folk that you thought, we're going to be in your corner or cornering you. These people counted on to love on you did anything but. And I'm going to be another example to you people. I have made some mistakes. You know, my, last, last night my, my, my attorney calls me, and she's like, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. I always love talking to her. She's a wonderful mentor and a, a phenomenal lawyer. And she says, let's look at your mistakes. And, you know, I'm like, I don't want to talk about that crap. I was having a good day. I was half cute. I done took a bath, had on my little suit, you know. Hey, why we got to talk about this now? But, see, when God sends you people that really love you, sometimes 
they're going to talk to you when you really don't want to hear it. I'm quite sure that Moses did not want to hear God's voice when he looks and sees a cloud of smoke and he said, keep heading toward the sea. You know, it's like, wait a minute, dog, you know. You want me to go where? You want me to go to a place that looks like I'm basically walking into suicide? Not to mention I got all these folks that got all this stuff, gold, silver, whatever with them, and these fools ain't feeling me right now either. God, you led me into this mess. See, sometimes deliverance does not look like deliverance. Dear one, today is your day. This is the time in your life for you to perceive that which others cannot conceive. In other words, I told you leadership is lonely. I told you there's a big difference between being the leader as opposed to being a leader. You're probably getting talked about <laughs> while you're succeeding at things, while you, okay, now you're enrolled in school, and, and now you've started this business, and people are going, yeah, okay, I, mm-hmm. you, know how, you know how fake, fake relatives and friends are. Uh-huh, so you didn't got married. Mm-hmm. Told you about that ready-made family thing. First, here's rule one. Stop listening to other folk. They, they're not you. They can't relate to the level of vision God has given you. And if God gave, led you to it, he'll lead you through it. You feel me? You're being exposed right now to adversity and controversy on this level so that when you go to the next level, you will not be intimidated. A sign, confirmation, verification, validation that you are moving up is when people you don't even know have the audacity to have an opinion about you. Another sign is the people that you do know turn on you. That is, and I'm going to tell you why that happens. That's God's way of getting rid of folk that aren't meant to be close to you. Some of you, yes, I'm talking to you, have people in your inner circle you need to get rid of. And see, these people, are they, they will fool you. I'm warning you, they will fool you. They talk the talk. And they look a certain way, and they smell a certain way, and they, uh, you know, they've got advice for you. And for for right now, anyway, they're willing to help you. For right now, anyway, these people up here, are you listening to the choice of words that I'm using with you? These people appear to have your interest, Lord. These people appear to really care about you. These people appear. See, appearances can be deceiving. They will, can't wait to throw in your face whatever little mistake you made. But I'm warning you, don't you throw in your face whatever mistakes you made, and don't allow them to do it either. Had you not been making mistakes, how could you move forward? Had you not fallen through the cracks a couple of times, how would you know? You're being inoculated from circumstances that are designed by the enemy to get the best of you. 
But God is not going to let that happen. And I'm going to tell you why. Everything that is meant to come your way is right around the corner. These things that you have been attempting to do will be done. And they will be done quickly and they will be done effectively. Your job is to not get caught up in the mix. This is about survival for now, but we're going to change that. Coming back in a few minutes, I'm going to go ahead and play something just to give you a little inspiration. But when we get back, have your pen and paper handy. What we're going to do is talk about the things that bring out the best in you. Now I'm going to play that same track by my girl Tasha P. from Sunday Best. Bring out the best in me. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we'll be right back in three minutes. Can't nobody do me, can't nobody do me like you. Oh, 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 oh. Can't nobody do me, can't nobody do me, can't nobody do me like you. I thought that I could make it. Oh, 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 oh. I thought I was doing just fine. But when my heart was breaking, ooh, yeah, and you were there just in time, I never knew that life could feel this way. Oh, what a change your love has made. You bring out the best in me.
I love that song. That is so cool because can't nobody bless you like you or God. That combination, you don't need Brother Cantaloupe and Sister Watermelon to be praying for you. So now get your pen and paper out because we're going to get deeper. Part of the reason that you feel and cannot recognize deliverance is because you're tripping. And (laughs) I'm not saying you're alone. I trip just as much as you do. Depression. Depression overwhelms you in an instant. You could be having a great day, and all of a sudden, you get this extreme emotional reaction because something trips you up. Now, here's a question. Why does anger trip into rage, even into a violent thought? Why are some people overcome by fear? Why is depression so overpowering? What, what is with this stuff? Well, I'm going to tell you this. We get hijacked. And this is part of the lessons that you've been learning. You don't realize you're being delivered when deliverance is taking place because the circumstances suck. And only in hindsight can you really see that, you know what, God is right with me right now. So step one, when you find yourself, and you need to do this because this is your week, this is your week. You're going to have some fantastic stuff happen to you this week. and for you to benefit, you got to have your brain under lockdown, okay? Now, think about this. I want you to write down, I am going to override my emotions every time I start tripping. I know that's a long sentence, paraphrase it, but just simply this. I'm going to stop tripping and control my mind. <laughs> just real simple. I'm going to stop tripping and control my mind. I want you to do this. Ask yourself, and this kind of goes back into that, uh, when I told you to do that tracking, and that mental mapping, what is it that makes you feel like you have to protect yourself from something or that you need to avoid something? What is it? Just write that down, whatever that is. What is it that makes you feel like you need to protect yourself or avoid something? Now, right after you write that down, draw a little dash and write down, the last time I felt like this, God did blank. I'm going to use me for your example. I have this thing where I really beat myself up if I make a mistake that affects other people or that can affect my reputation or my brand, right? So I will think, okay, I said so-and-so. I did a business deal with this person, and I really shouldn't have, and now I'm the guy. I look like the bad guy. And, you know, people don't care about your excuses. They don't care. All they want is either their money back or they want you to fix it, whatever. So write down the last time you did something similar to whatever it is that causes you to trip. Is it a certain site, sound, place, person? Let's be responsible. Some of this is God telling you, why are you still around this fool? Okay? So if you got an ex-husband, ex-wife, and God has you 
uh, being everything from picked on to hell hostage by this person, <laughs> you need to ask yourself, what, what's wrong with me? So that one doesn't, you know, you already you can fix that problem quickly. But when it's something where the circumstances just didn't go the way you planned, think about the last time circumstances didn't go the way you planned. What did God do? And if you can think of one thing, you can probably think of three, but for the sake of time, just write that one thing down, but later go back and write a couple more. The next thing, I want you to assess whether you are reacting to a genuine threat to your physical or psychological well-being, or is this just some stuff in your mind? Think about it. Is this some stuff that's real? Or have you manufactured this mess? Because if it's real, you can put a name, date, and place on it. If it's in your mind, there is no name, there is no date, there is no place. Now, you can make up something because some of you are very good at that. I have been very good at that. That's called being delusional. (laughs) But if it's real, you can say this could happen on day, whatever date. This this is the person that could cause it. Uh, This is... uh, how I know this is real. And when you can't see that stuff, that means you are probably tripping. It also means you need to put that damn joint out and stop drinking. No, I'm just kidding. But the truth is pay attention and differentiate what is just you tripping and if it's a real threat. Because if it's a real threat, it has a real solution. So if you're worried about your lights getting cut off, or you're worried about your car getting repossessed, or you're worried about something that you did that may cause you to get your butt kicked or something like that, well, the odds are that's something you can do something about. And you have to sit before you try to solve it in your own strength, sit quietly for about an hour, focus on your breathing, and ask the Holy Spirit to show you you. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you, you, as it relates to those circumstances. In many instances, you'll be given a message to call somebody, to ask for extension, to apologize. To tell, you know, I didn't say go do nothing stupid. Now, if somebody's talking about killing you, you might, you know, well, I don't know what you did. But uh, in reasonable sets of circumstances, typically you can talk to someone and make some arrangements. You can say, I'm sorry. You can forgive other people. The next thing, if it's you allowing someone to make you, or I'm not going to say make you because people can't make you do anything unless they got a gun to your head, but if it's someone that is interfering with what you're doing or while you're on a hot eight, Here they come with some more negative stuff. Did you know no is a complete sentence? It is no. You don't have to say no because. You just say no or you just talk to them. You just get your friend, get your spouse, get your colleague and say, may I speak with you for a minute? Now, don't don't go uh, doing this if you've been drinking. Don't do this if you're really pissed off right then. But verbalizing your reaction to how someone makes you feel. And verbalizing your feelings will diffuse some very explosive things that are going on in your mind. I didn't say it would fix the problem, 
but it will dang sure diminish it, and it can take it down a few steps, okay? And the other thing, leave the things that you've been doing to relieve yourself alone. Stop thinking that getting on the phone with another fool that is, so y'all can have a pity party is going to make your situation better. Stop doing that. And another thing, which I'm guilty of, stop telling people even the good things that are happening for you because if they get delayed, if for some reason God closes that door because he's going to open another door for you, you're going to look like you lied. And then won't nobody take you serious or believe you. And people love to shoot folks down. I'm here to tell you, you could tell people some good news about you. Half the people don't care and the other half don't believe you anyway. So stop telling folks what God is doing for you. Let them see it. Let them read about it. Let them find out from somebody else. They don't need to know from you. We've all had these moments when suddenly, maybe inexplicably, we get socked in the gut by stuff we just keep thinking about. Anxiety is common, and it's a constant force for most for a lot of us. It, and I'm going to tell you something, but it, as bad as it is, uh, and it's ubiquity, many of us struggle or wouldn't struggle to find another way to do something. So start identifying things and why they are happening in the midst of your miracle. Um, this week, you know, I've you know had to relocate my office, and not because anything happened in tearing the building down. And I'm one of the few people that I like you probably. I don't like change, so I have to just kind of be like, look, you need to go ahead and do this before you look out and see the wrecking ball outside the window, right? And it took longer than I thought, but. During this time, I had a lot of travel to do. During this time, I got to catch up on some study, catch up on some reading. God gave me an opportunity to really think about, okay, Doc, what does 2015 look like? What about these partnerships? And, and I'm going to give you another lesson from my life. Slow your roll on people. Stop bringing people into your mix that you just met. <laughs> I need to be listening to that myself, right? But the truth of it is, my producer is going, yes, amen, you do. But you, you've got to, you, you've got to slow your roll. And, and here's what I mean by that: when people mean you some good from day one, they're good for you and to you from day one. In other words, good people are just good people, and when God puts them around you, you can feel it. They help you without expecting anything in return. They really care about you. If you don't talk to them for a couple of days, they'll call you up and be like, hey, I haven't heard from you. Are you okay? What's going on with you? That's how you know somebody has your interest at heart. But those other type of folk is how I'm going to describe them. They're good, all right, because they're getting a dollar out your hand. They're good, all right, because they they you being associated with you for whatever reason. It may be just because you got a big booty, and I hope that you're a girl when I say that, not a guy. Uh, or it may just be because you got you're pretty, because you know some people, you know some celebrities. They're just trying to get in where they fit in. And the minute that you ask them, well, what about what we talked about? How's that coming? And they give you an excuse week in and week out. Ding, 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 ding. That's the bell that's telling you that's ratchet. You're dealing with somebody that's a come up, kick their butts to the curb faster than you can do, you know, whatever. The other thing 
is people that you have known for a long time. Identify and, and take some assessment time with them and be like, you know what, have you really been supportive of me? And that doesn't mean that they gave you $5. That doesn't mean that they just said they like you and you all that in a bag of chips. What I mean by supportive is even if it's criticism that's constructive, did they point out the problem and then offer to help you fix it? Or did they tell you something and still remain your friend? One thing I love about talking, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, my attorney called me. After she got through talking to me, she was like, I still love you. I'm in your corner, but you need to be where? Because where you're going, you can't have anything follow you. And I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care if you're a white female, black male, whatever, race and gender is just a byproduct of culture, and it's a reality we have to deal with. So I'm going to say this statement. As a black male, as a single black male, I was told you can't do business with women And I'm not, ladies, don't write me because just let me finish my statement. You can't do business with women because if that deal does not work out, it makes it look like you use the woman. Just because you're a single guy, just because you look half decent, and just because you have a name. Because people are going to perceive that because of your platform that you have a national or a local name for some of you, just because you're an attractive woman, And this man went into business with you and you didn't give him none, that you used him, that you took advantage of her, and you will look up and over a period of two or three years, if that's happened, and you got four or five folk that are looking up saying, yeah, but, well, what about the other 200 doggone things you did right? Hello, nobody is going to even take that into consideration. They're only going to focus on these few things you did wrong. For you to go to the next level that God is taking you to, stop letting your, the, let the mistakes you've made, especially if they were honest mistakes, de- define you because they do not define you. Likewise, be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Think about what you're doing before you put your signature on that piece of paper. Think about what you're doing before your draws hit the floor. Think about what you're doing before you start saying to someone, this is my husband, wife, fiance, business partner. Another thing, thank you, Joe Cross, for teaching me this. People are consistent over time. So, I'm going to give another example. I had some people tell me I should fire someone and not work with them. And like a dummy, I put that person on pause. Now when I look back, me and that person are still working together, and the two people that told me to get rid of them, where are they? They were pain in my butt, stabbing me in my back. You see what I'm getting at? In other words, what I'm telling you is people that mean you well, People that have your interest at heart, you may sometimes come to places where you don't agree, but when you look at the tail of the tape, they're still in your corner. Good relationships have a little friction in them sometimes because iron does what? Iron sharpens iron. The next thing is if you find yourself tripping a lot, Schedule a time to trip. Don't just let it consume your whole day. So 
mark off the time. I'm going to trip between 9 and 9.30. Get your tripping in and get it over with. Stop being mentally and emotionally hijacked. As a matter of fact, while you're tripping, doctors, scientists, yogis, health care practitioners, me, all the other people like me that tell you it's okay to have a bad day, just take a deep breath. And I literally mean that. Take a deep breath a couple of them if you need to, and just exhale. It'll lower your cortisol levels, and it'll help you to relax. And while you're taking that deep breath, look around you and look at all the things in your life, all the wonderful things that are going right for you, the fact that you are healthy, or maybe you're not healthy, but you're not as sick as you could be, the fact that you are thinking straight. You got up and wiped your own butt. You may, your business may not be rolling in the dough yet, but you got the doors open. Now, perfect that business. It won't hurt for you to go and get some mentors. One thing I learned from my last little fiasco in business, especially with this internet junk, my God, I learned to do my homework and learn as much about what I need and what I'm doing and the tools I'm using as humanly possible. I suggest you do that right now. See, to make success a permanent fixture in your life, change the way you look at things and the things you look at will change. Change the way that you look at things and the things you look at will change. When you look around you, look at the scene that's taking place. Look at what opportunity right now. God, you let me get this open. What else are you showing me? Why don't I have clients? Why don't I have customers? Well, how are you going to get clients with your introverted button? You don't want to walk up and go speak to nobody and hand them your business card. Duh. So it's not dead time. It's build time. It's deliverance time. Again, when God is delivering you, it doesn't look like it at the time. Unless you open your eyes unless you take the time to see things the way they really are as opposed to the way that your fears and your anxiety wants you to see it. Look at this season. Have you invested in you? You want everybody else to invest in you. Did you go get another certification? Did you go take that other course? Let's say you open a restaurant. Did you go get certified as a hotel and restaurant manager by your city? Most cities have a program that's really cheap. And it will help you be a better business person. You'll learn, okay, I cannot leave this chicken laying out that I cooked two days ago in the refrigerator. Hell no, because the lawsuit from making someone get food poisoning is a hell of a lot more expensive than you buying another chicken. Use these circumstances to perfect rather than to feel dejected. Get perfected. This is your week. You've heard me say that several times, and I don't know. If, I know this applies to you because the Holy Spirit is telling me to tell you this. Yes, you. You haven't been through all of this for no reason. As a matter of fact, everything that you are working on 
and the battles that you're experiencing where while you build things is confirmation that you're almost there. You have to learn how to battle a little bit and build a little bit. When your brand is successful, you're going to take market share from somebody else's. So some people can't handle you doing better than them, and they're going to go lie on you. They're going to go talk about you. If you're a hairstylist, somebody's going to leave that tonight. She burnt my ear. You ain't burnt nobody's ear. That girl don't even know who you are, but she's going to lie because her sister, now she can't borrow $20 because you got more clients than her sister. Some people are going to try to distract you. They're going to tell you, well, maybe this wasn't a good time for you to go back to school. This, You know, maybe we should have waited. No, you shouldn't have waited. You need to realize that everyone is not going to support you, especially when you're leading. To whom much is given, much is required. If you weren't making progress, you would not be making mistakes. Matter of fact, let me give you a hint. Perfection is an ongoing evolutional process. If you weren't moving forward, if you weren't building, you would not be fighting. So hang on in there. I want you to sit down and write down the last 90 days. What have you learned? Because, see, knowledge is power. There is value and the things that you are learning about you, as well as those around you. This is not an accident. Like I said, the fact you're listening to this program right now, that's the proof you needed that when you said, God, give me a sign, I'm your sign, duh, hello, I'm your sign. Yeah, my little peanut head butt is your sign. I'm here to assure you that you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Because you remember a few years ago right now, you'd be at the club twerking, or you'd be at that church with that old bootleg pastor of yours that you know that's still getting high and gambling that you see at the dope house, whatever. You already know. The person you are today is an evolution of who you have been. So just because things went that way in the past, that doesn't mean that they're going to go that way again. Get back in there. Every day. This week, and I want you to start this tonight. I want you to get a pen and paper and write down, this is how my week is going to go. I want you to define the week right now, what it is you're going to achieve, how many new clients you're going to go after, look at the things that you want to fix in your uh, workplace or if you're going back to school, uh, set up your study schedule. Take control of success. Because if you don't, who will? Make it your mission to define every day this week. One of the first things that I do, and I've told you guys this over and over, I set five goals every day. My goal is to achieve three of those five goals. At the end of the month, I will have achieved 90 things. Who do you know that can achieve 90 things and not have something significant to show for it? So set your five goals. Make sure a couple of them are personal. And I'm talking about little stuff like just sit at home and enjoy your favorite TV show. Go out and eat a healthy meal. Y'all pray for me, too. Let me tell you something. I don't feel like I've had a meal unless I have dessert. 
So you know how some of folks are addicted to crack and sex? I'm addicted to apple pie. <laughs> and I'm like, never mind. And, and hot chocolate cake. So y'all pray for me because I'm really trying not to eat any sweets this week. But whatever it is you need to stop doing, stop it. Stop being part of your problem and be part of your solution. Here's the next thing. Accept the fact that leadership, especially where you're going, can be a lonely place. You're not going to have a bunch of people with you. God don't want them crazy folk with you. You somewhere trying to talk and, you know, your uncle over here twerking and your friend is over here drunk. And it, God ain't, you can't bring these people with you. As you become more of who you're created to be, more and more relationships, acquaintances, habits, places you go are going to change. You know, I don't go anywhere. I, I'm seriously. If Pam Pinnock does not tell me I want you to be at, I'm probably not going to go there. So even though I spend a lot of my time I thank you, Jesus. I have a pretty decent home, you know, so I spend a lot of my time in it. I spend a lot of my time meditating and praying. I meditate so much that I, I probably uh, could get a membership to the Monks Club or something. I mean, I'm per- perfecting me, and that's what you need to be doing right now. Accept the fact that all that you have been through wasn't necessarily your stupidity or your mistakes. It wasn't happenstance. God was preparing you for the very things that he's putting in your life this week. Know this. If God started it, he'll finish it. However, he only steers moving vehicles. So the question is, where are you moving? And I don't mean like moving from an apartment to a house. I mean, where are you going every day? What environment are you in? Who are you talking to on the phone? What are you talking about? In other words, what are you staring up in your environment that's part of this success pattern? You are right in the middle of it, baby. And I assure you, I'm going back to my boy Moses now. Do you know when he got them folks up on that mountain, they were still complaining? So this is an ongoing thing. When Martin did the march on Washington and walked across the bridge at Selma, these people, after all of that, were still abandoning him left and right. Who wouldn't even want to talk to him in public. Lots of people that sat in front of their televisions and talked about, oh, yeah, Dr. King, when he offered to come to their towns, they said, that's all right. Contradiction is part of being successful. Hypocrisy in other people is part of being successful. It is up to you to get a grip and start finding these little things to enjoy. So I'm going to give you a few, and then I'm going to get out your hair tonight, okay? The first thing. Smile. When a stranger smiles at you, take that as a sign that God had an angel jump into a person just to let you know you're doing okay. And, and be, be thankful. When people do something that if they just pass you a, a tray at the cafeteria 
or they'll hold the door open for you. Look at them in the face and say, thank you. That's God speaking to you through somebody. Eat your lunch sitting outside sometimes. Sit out on a patio and just trip off people. Okay, not in, I, I, that slipped out. That's bad. Yes, I'm always looking at some. I'm just going to say it. Ladies, clip your toenails if you're going to wear some open toe shoes. And don't be having your toes hang out your shoes. Okay, I guess I shouldn't even be talking about that. Let's get back to this. All right. Look at the small victories that take place in your life. Look at the fact that now you got a key to your nuke office. Look at the fact that you can fill up your gas the car with gas and not need to borrow 20 or $30 from somebody because you used to have to do that now. And for those of you spoiled brats that have never had the struggle, you need to thank God that your parents are in a position to help you or that you got a husband or a wife that's supporting you and loving on you. Have a little small change in your routine sometimes. Take a different way home. Just look at something different every day. Take a moment to enjoy a treat from when you were a child. I didn't say do this every day and end up fat as a pig, but what I am saying, and some of you all that are kind of portly, I did not mean to hurt your feelings, but you can still do this too. Take the time to enjoy a treat from childhood. It might be an ice cream sandwich. It might be your favorite candy bar. I don't know what's with me. I love paydays. You know, I'm country as hell. I like a candy bar, a bunch of peanuts on it. But find something that makes you smile. Think about how proud, like if you're like me, my mom and dad are dead. So I, every day I think about how mother or father would be so proud to know that I've made it this far. I could hear my mama now. His crazy ass. Okay, I can't say that. Um, I am so proud of you, son. She'd actually say what I almost said. The other thing is enjoy a phone conversation with a friend. Call somebody and just say, you know what, I was thinking about you. One of my uh, clients created an app, uh, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was a brilliant app where it just says, you know, I'm thinking about you. Isn't that cool? I, when he when he decides to promote that, I'm definitely going to promote that because I'm definitely one that wants to support you guys loving on one another. The next thing, hold somebody's hand or go and get a book that you've been dying to read. And I know some of y'all don't like to read. What in the hell is wrong with you that you don't like to read? You Let me tell you something. Reading makes money. The wiser you are, the more you make, okay? So every time you don't like to read, that's like saying, I don't like money. All right. And I guess the last thing, support somebody else. When If you can't help yourself and you don't have any money to give somebody else, just tell them, you know what, I'm proud of you. Congratulations. What you did was awesome. Just encourage somebody else because what you do unto other people, God will do that for you. So in wrapping this show almost up, this week is your week. Don't let anything distract you. And I'm going to do something I typically going to do. I pray for you guys all the time, but right now I'm going to pray for you. So if you're driving, you know, just kind of 
don't close your eyes because then you're going to run into a car and you'll be talking to God up close and personal. But if you are at home and you're listening by phone or whatever you're doing, let's just take a moment. I want to say a prayer for you and over you, okay? Father in heaven, first I just want to thank you. I want to thank you that we can come together right now, us, just three, four, five of us, however many people, and we want to acknowledge not only what you are doing, but what you've done. We want to thank you for all of these times that we didn't even know that you were delivering us from things because deliverance is hard to see when you're in the midst of needing to be delivered, you know, because, God, we're human, we're scared. We're frustrated, even depressed, and feel like giving up, but you're always there for us. We want to thank you. And, Father, as we ask that you bless what we're doing, bless those that are trying to stop us and that are talking about us behind our backs and that won't support us and that promised to help that didn't. And even more, bless those that would have helped us if they just had it to give but don't have it. So bless them ever so much. And, God, we just want to say thank you because we know that at the beginning of all things, we have to come to you in a thankful way, in a praising way. We have to come to you having faith and knowing and trusting that you are going to do for us what you said. So, Father, this week, order our steps, whatever it is that we need that we don't even know we need. Provide that and those things that you're ready for us to have that we need. Please send it right now. And God, bless me and bless the person that's praying with me. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I prayed for you. thing I want you to think about. Right about now, you are sitting in a chair that you didn't even look at. You plopped your behind down in that chair without looking to see what was under it, seeing if it was a leg that was broke or whatever. And when you sat in that chair, you sat in it with the assurance that it was going to hold you and everything that you had with you. Now, my point is this. How can you have more faith in that chair you're sitting in than the God that designed it, created it, and allowed you to be put in it? Something to think about, isn't it? All right, go to the website. Make sure you sign up. Definitely hit the like button on the Facebook page, Dr. D. I, well, it's not doctor on Facebook. I don't know why they won't let me change it, but it's D. Ivan Young. That is not how you pronounce my name, but it's D. I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G. Definitely hit the follow button on the personal page, the like button on on the uh, fan page, and know this if you don't know anything else. I want you to know this. I love you madly. You matter so much to me. All that you do, all that you aspire to do, know that if nobody else is praying for you, every night I'm praying with, to, and for you. I ask that you pray for me, too. And I will see you guys Wednesday for some lunchtime love. Have an awesome week. Bye now.